0: From the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. Juno Police arrested the wanted man, Ben Parson, after a brief standoff yesterday. It all started at around 1 p.m. Here's Juno Police's Aaron Calwara with the details.
1: A JPD officer and a private property owner observed a person who appeared to be squatting without permission inside the homeowner's shed in the 1600 block of Menonhall Peninsula Road. The officer identified the person as Ben Parson. The officer told Parson he was under arrest for an outstanding warrant, and Parson grabbed a nearby rifle. The officer and homeowner moved to safety. Parson refused to come out of the shed. Multiple JPD officers, a state trooper, and the JPD crisis negotiation team responded to the scene. A Capital City Fire Rescue ambulance staged in the area. At about 1.30 p.m., a shot was fired from inside the shed. At about 1.58 p.m., Parson was taken into custody on the $50,000 felony warrant. He was also charged with escape in the third degree and criminal mischief.
0: The roadway was closed for about 50 minutes. No one was injured during the incident. In other matters, Juno police have confirmed that they responded to a report of a motor vehicle accident involving a bus and a motorcyclist on Tuesday, They said the driver of the motorcycle has been pronounced deceased. Juneau Police Lt. Craig Campbell said more information will be released today. The Alaska State Troopers have released details on a fireworks-related death in Gustavus. State Trooper Spokesperson Austin McDaniel spoke to News of the North regarding the incident.
2: So on July 4th at around 11.30 p.m., the Alaska State
0: Troopers received a report from the Gustavus Fire Department that an adult male
2: has had died from a fireworks explosion. Alaska State Troopers responded in a DPS aircraft on the morning of July 5th and conducted a preliminary investigation.
0: So that preliminary investigation revealed that Green River, Wyoming resident Benjamin Jorgensen, who is 19 years old, uh, lit a mortar-style firework and was subsequently struck, killing him instantly. Our partners at the National Park Service law enforcement rangers from Glacier Bay National Park and Reserve were able to respond to the scene immediately and hold it for the Alaska state troopers who arrived later that morning. Wyoming law enforcement notified the next of kin. The state medical examiner's office was notified and the body is being transported to Anchorage for an autopsy. Troopers arrested a Missouri fugitive from Justice Friday while conducting a traffic stop in Anchor Point. On Friday afternoon at about 6.30, troopers in Anchor Point conducted a traffic stop on the North Fork Road for a moving violation. Investigation by troopers determined that the driver, 28-year-old Nathaniel Isaac, had a fully extraditable warrant arrest for drug possession from Missouri. Isaac was arrested for the warrant and additionally charged with fugitive from Justice. Isaac was remanded to the Homer jail pending extradition. The executive director of the Alaska Democratic Party faces charges, including driving under the influence and refusing a chemical test after a weekend traffic stop near Soldatna, Alaska state troopers say Lindsay Kavanaugh of Anchorage was stopped for moving violations early Saturday. They say she was found to be impaired by alcoholic beverages. The statement says Kavanaugh refused to submit to a breath test after her arrest. She also faces a criminal mischief charge after troopers say she unplugged equipment. A message-seeking comment from the Associated Press was left for an attorney for Kavanaugh. The Alaska Democratic Party chair says he remains confident in Kavanaugh's ability to perform her responsibilities as executive director. The city and borough of Juneau Assembly Finance Committee will take up an ordinance on short-term rentals tonight. The draft ordinance would allow for the city to collect data on overnight rentals in the borough. A short-term rental would be defined as a dwelling unit or portion of a dwelling unit offered for overnight occupancy in exchange for a fee that is available for rent for fewer than 30 consecutive days. Additionally, a license to operate a short-term rental would also be required. Mayor Beth Weldon spoke about the meeting on the KINY Morning Show yesterday. She says the meeting is all about housing in the city.
2: We have a finance meeting tomorrow, July 6th, and um, it's all about housing. So our topics are going to be our housing tax abatement and uh, to see if we need to uh, increase the coverage on that. And then affordable housing fund update and trying to come up with a program on ways to spend that to help housing. Uh, Gaston Lodge's pre-development loan, a verbal update on that. Um, That's a project, of course, up on Gaston Avenue, and uh, we're trying to see how we can get that moving. Uh, Short-term rental registration ordinance, we talked about this a little bit, and um, one of the things we talked about was um, that we need to understand better the number we had, so this is we're just asking people to register at this time.
0: The meeting is set for 6 p.m. at City Hall and via Zoom. The city is also seeking public comment as it considers a change to its taxi cab flag drop and mileage rates. The proposed regulation change would provide for an increase in the two rates, the flag drop and mileage rate. The flag drop rate would increase from $3.40 to $4.00, and the mileage rate would increase from $0.22 per one-tenth mile to $0.25 per one-twelfth mile. It would also eliminate two additional fees, the $1 airport to and from fee and the $1.50 cruise ship dock fee. A public hearing will not be held, but comments can be submitted in writing by July 26th. Information can be found on KINYradio.com. Former Alaska Attorney General and Juneau Mayor Bruce Patello spoke at the Juneau Chamber a weekly luncheon last week. His topic was ranked choice voting and what it will look like in terms of the looming elections this year.
1: This is, of course, the first year that we're actually trying ranked choice voting. And we have, in fact, an entirely new scheme. It is, uh, in some respects, unfortunate, uh, but in others, uh, a challenge that uh, with the passing of... Congressman Don Young, we are actually stress-testing this system in a way that uh, I think no one had initially anticipated.
0: Patello says there are two key points to consider when it comes to the timeline of this year's election.
1: To begin with, we can really talk about uh, uh, two aspects of it. The first is the primaries. We're one-fourth of the way through the experience that we're uh, collectively having this year, and that is the June 1st special primary. We next will face the combined special general election and the regular 2022 primary on August 17th, and ultimately we'll have the general election on the 8th of November
0: Patello made his remarks at the Juno Chamber weekly luncheon. After shareholders of the native regional corporation C Alaska approved a change to blood quantum requirements for descendant Class D stock, the board chair said their next focus will be expanding indigenous language teachers. The blood quantum resolution was approved last weekend by a vote of 57% of shareholders in favor and 40% opposed. This changes the eligibility of Class D descendant stock, in that applicants are no longer required to prove one-fourth Alaska Native blood quantum, but rather prove their lineage to an original Alaska shareholder. The corporation predicts that, with the requirement change, about 15,000 shareholders will be eligible to enroll over 20 years. See Alaska Board Chair Joe Nelson on Action Line.
3: The descendant, the D-class stock, which the shareholders approved in 2007, this was really just a continuation of that vote we had back then, which opened the doors to our descendants. And the the D-stock back then had this requirement of the one-quarter blood uh, stuck. It stayed within that uh, descendant stock, and we know... From just being engaged and being, you know, who we are as community folks, that the the blood quantum really goes one direction, and within a couple of generations, uh, the eligibility pool of folks will dwindle very quickly.
0: Nelson said that prospective applicants can now go to myc.alaska.com and register. Nelson said their next focus is language revitalization, and they will be using their language revitalization fund,
3: uh, and that funds the way we have it set up is intended to to spend 500,000 a year on on Klingit, on Shemalik, on Khadkil, uh revitalization really targeting the advanced learners helping them become master teachers because uh, the clock is ticking with all these languages our original speakers are, are are passing and uh time is not on our side so we need to do more
0: Meanwhile, former Sea Alaska employee and admin of the Facebook group shareholders of Sea Alaska, Vicky Mada, stressed that the value and voting power of shares have been diluted.
4: What that means is since you raise dividends, it means that our dividends are greatly impacted by forty percent. So the shareholders voted in 2007 to allow our descendants, our children and grandchildren, into the corporation. And that impact was, I believe, about 40 percent. This vote decreased the value of the shares another 40 percent.
0: BADA is now advocating for election reform, an end to discretionary voting, term limits to be implemented, and a change to voting standards that would enable shareholders' sponsored resolutions to have the same voting standard.
4: I'm concerned about the future of Sea Alaska. I see the direction going more into what is being coined as corporate socialism, investment into nonprofits, and the elimination of Sea Alaska dividends. I can see the writing on the wall, but unfortunately it will be too late. In time, those who voted yes will see the impacts of what this vote had on shareholder benefits. That's the point that I'd like to get across is, in time, those who voted yes will see the impacts of what this vote had on our shareholder benefits.
0: Sea Alaska joined Native Regional Corporations Chalista and Arctic Slope Regional in not having blood quantum determine eligibility. The Ketchikan City Council will discuss tomorrow if there is consensus to have staff draft an ordinance banning conversion therapy. According to a study by the UCLA School of Law, Conversion Therapy, also known as Sexual Orientation or gender Identity Change Efforts, is a practice grounded in the belief that being LGBT is abnormal. The study is cited by Council Member Genley Gage, who is calling for the consensus-building discussion. In 2020, the Anchorage Assembly passed an ordinance that prohibits medical professionals from offering minors conversion therapy. Also on the agenda... They will take up an ordinance that would impose term limits for the mayor and members of the council in Ketchikan. The ordinance would limit the mayor and council members to three consecutive terms. Election to serve an unexpired term would count as a full term. An appointment to a seat prior to an election to fill the vacancy would not be considered as a term. If approved, the ordinance would go to the voters in the October 4th election. The meeting is set for Thursday at 7 p.m. The three remaining top candidates in the special election to fill Don Young's unexpired term held a debate last week. Republicans Sarah Palin and Nick Baggage and Democrat Mary Peltola spoke on their plans if elected. Here's Nick Baggage on what can be done to subdue the energy crunch in Alaska and the nation. This audio comes courtesy of the Anchorage Daily News and C-SPAN.
1: We can improve the Willow Project. Uh, the Willow Project is real production right around the corner, 150,000 barrels a day through the pipeline. Uh, that's something that we need to be doing right away. We need to uh, release uh, federal lands so that we can start to uh, lease those lands again. Um, these are immediate actions that can be taken.
0: Palin says renewable energy on a large scale will take time.
1: There
4: are a lot of potential renewable energy source projects that Alaska can participate in. But it's it's this false narrative that we're hearing out there um, from too many on the left who are saying, well, we can jump into Uh, renewable energy uh, economy right now. We we can't. That's that's false thinking. It's going to take years and years and years before we absolutely are transitioned into uh, renewable energy uh, resources that are tapped into, that are created in order to um, energize our country.
0: Peltola noted a group of communities on the western coast of the state.
4: I do support renewable energy and the development of it and, and scaling it up. Um, Again, I was very proud of the work that the Bush Caucus did on renewables. Um, One example is the Cheninik Wind Group. It's four villages on the coast. And the amount of diesel they've been able to displace in terms of home heating and even powering their ATVs has been quite substantial, and it's a a proven um, success story.
0: All made their remarks during a debate last week. Gas prices are coming down. The national average is about $0.09 lower than it was last week, and roughly 80% of stations in the U.S. have gas below $5 per gallon. The lower gas prices are being driven by lower oil prices, which are hovering below $100 a barrel. ABC's Rebecca Jarvis also says price on other goods is lower.
4: It's not just oil prices that are lower, but commodities, cotton, copper, uh, lumber, they are all decreasing that lumber, by the way, if you're trying to build a house. Much better deals on lumber prices, so good news for you there as well.
0: Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Allen.